0: Hello, and welcome back to the World Cup of Slot, our bracket challenge, or World Cup, if you will, um, of slot car manufacturers. 16 of the finest purveyors of slot racing materials uh, being judged in a totally subjective way by two men in a cupboard. (laughs) That is definitely the name
1: the podcast should be. Two men in a cupboard. That's going to change it instantly. Yes, um, so yeah, it's the twenty twenty four World Cup of Slot. It's important to put the date on because clearly this is going to become a historically significant. And uh, people are going to be wrapped waiting for it. Annual event, or possibly yeah. less, but anyway. Um, so uh, we're into the we're into the second half of the draw. Well, into the second half, match five, which sees uh Skeletric pitched against Team Slot. Mm. Uh, and just to add extra spice to the discussion or the outcome of the discussion um, the winner gets to take on a Vant slot in a quarter final so um, I'm going to launch fourth in uh, a sterling defence uh, or would not defence that's like an accusation that speaks Freudian slip, anyway I'm going to speak on behalf of Skeletric <laughs> to start off with Milad, um, Milad I think um for all the many um uh foibles flaws and other things beginning with f um color fuckups uh, <laughs> uh may have to beep that um the um they remain kind of you know uh the master class of making toy slot cars because they they invented it they've been doing it for how many years? 70 years? Something like that. 70-something. Uh, yeah. 70-something. 70, 70 um, you know, uh, we all grew up with it. We all wanted it. We're all still playing with it. Um, I know we all find pick holes in them from time to time. But having said that, um, I'm sure there are uh, thousands of kids who only a month ago opened a big box under the Christmas tree and were delighted to find that they'd got a slot car set made by Skeletric. Um Grown men probably opened parcels, delighted to see that they'd got, uh, you know, a Land Rover or a big pink Fab One or any one of a number of uh, real racing cars. So the point I'm making is that the diversity of model that they make, and um, it's not for everybody. They don't try to be for everybody. Uh, they're just uh, they're doing what they do, and I think they do it very well. Not the fastest things in the world, but they're not meant to be. Generally, very nicely finished. Generally, pretty accurate models. I'm saying emphasis general. Every now and again, there's a there's a bit of a whoopsie. Um, and I'm sure you'll list Everybody will be listening to one, but, uh but and relatively cost effective. I mean, RRP is just a bit over fifty at the minute, but you can get them for just under fifty quid from most of the the online shops. So they're probably the most affordable slot cars at the minute in a in a range sense. So there you go. That's my, you know, relatively impassioned plea on behalf of what I'm going to refer to as the home team.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, And it's hard to argue the fact that Scalextric is certainly in this country, and I think in several others, Australia and the States in particular, the gateway to the hobby. Um, A healthy Scalextric is a healthy hobby as far as I see it. Um, Mm -hmm. They've taken steps, um, to address some of the problems that occurred when they went to more detailed stuff. Not quite enough steps for me, but they are taking steps to make the cars fun to drive as well as being more and more collectibles. Um, they Thankfully, the days of full interiors at all costs have gone. Um, we still have not the best guide system. Um, We still have axles that are fixed in place at the front um, and allow no play and no give. We have cars that are built and designed around the height of the magnet from the track, from their own track and nobody else's track. So that much rigidity in terms of design hurts them in how I perceive them and how many other people in the hobby perceive them. It's stuff that's designed to run with magnets, never opened by anyone, you know, the cars, and just plonk it on the track and send it round. And sometimes you will plonk it on the track, send it round and have a digital race strategy to play with as well. Um, But yeah, we sort of, because we could do so much more historically with scale electric cars. And you know, clubs were founded and ran for many years because scale extra cars could be used in that way, and people could just buy one, plonk it on a wood track, plonk it on any proprietary track, and go. It's a bit of more of a struggle sometimes, but things are being addressed. Hmm. So, I'm going, yeah,
1: I am going to, I am going to, I am going to just. I'm, I think the club thing. I would have. It may have just be my experience. I think it was more the SCX and particularly Ninku that. Saw that explode because I don't even in the boom days of slot car tracks, it wasn't skeletric cars that were racing, people were making their own chassis and all that sort of thing. So Skeletric, I think, my perception, have always been the home set thing. They've not really been the racing thing. Um certainly, as you say, the gateway, the way in. Um and you know, many people are very happy with that. You know, great brand, everybody knows it. You know, every Every five years, some real car manufacturer runs a TV or an ad campaign that features you know, a, a, a reference to playing with a slot car.
0: Um, so it's, I mean, it's in the culture. It's been a you gift know. to the 3D printing industry because the bodies are nice and they're cars that people want. But if you want to make a slot car other than one that you just plonk down with a magnet in, you need a new chassis and you need to play with it a bit. And so, yeah, people are you know, setting up their own little businesses, making chassis forced primarily for scale electric cars. Okay. Um, team slot. Quirky.
1: Mm-hmm. Always
0: quirky. Um, they were always the cars that you bought because you wanted that specific car, not because you wanted a team slot slot car, but because you wanted a 16 valve Integrale rather than the Evo that SCX makes or, whatever quirkiness they get the the Celica um primarily rally cars obviously all road cars um the the Stratos I suppose is the defining team slot car and actually by very few measurements does it really look like a Stratos (laughs) but people have massive affection for it it's wildly overpowered the wheels fall off regularly um You know, he designs his own wheels in the oddest way sometimes, like the insert is actually part of the structure of the wheel on some of them. So you can't put the inserts into a alloy wheel. If you're buying something the same size, you'd have to engineer them. Um, Fit and finish is patchy, but you sort of live with it as part of the charm.
1: I think I would certainly agree with the the older team slot cars that, and the, the the clear evolution for them, where they were originally kind of quite rough um, approximations of the shape of a car, shall we say. Um, that got better and better. I mean, the more recent ones, so the the Lancia you've mentioned, the Quattro, um, I mean, the has seen a new lease of life with a new chassis under it. The, I think I'm pretty sure it's the same body. Um those are all fairly accurate, and the, the the decoration on them is pretty good. There's some fine detail on them. Can be a bit fragile, but yeah, it is. It's mostly mostly rallying stuff, which is what they're
0: you know, I, I I think there's an a, argument to be said. A tip Demis- of the hat has to be given to Steve, uh, staffs the importer for many years because he has you know the the police cars, the police Ford escorts, mm-hmm. and stuff mm-hmm. like that. The UK specific ones and, and team slot. Is a manufacturer that has sort of lent itself to that they 're small they 're nimble, and if you want to come up with a market specific car, they will try and make it obviously from exis- existing products but mm. they will they will tailor it so it 's nice to see it, things like that happen if if this was a competition which was about slot rallying.
1: It would be a completely one sided game, wouldn't it? I mean, Skeletri just wouldn't stand a chance. They'd get an honorable mention for making some interesting cars, but in terms of performance.
0: But as it's an overall thing, um, as an I overall think... thing, I don't see it as much of a competition. Much this, of a competition. This in this as much of... as it's the gateway brand for the English speaking world versus a quirky spanish manufacturer who makes cars for people that are interested in those specific cars it's funny if anyone's been listening to these
1: and they think well how could this, this seems to happen a lot we put big big manufacturer against small one it was genuinely a random draw we, we cut up the names put them in a pot and i drew them out at random so this is just the way it happened uh but it's been interesting that that's we seem to have got big big company versus relatively small company and um Small companies have been struggling, uh, <laughs> partly because of that that bread. So uh, I think we can declare a victory for uh, Skeletric, which means they go forward uh, to meet a broadly similar competitor, I think. So Avant Slot and Team Slot, in my mind, are kind of close cousins, but not the same, obviously. But so anyway, so it's a quarterfinal, sorry, not a semi. Uh, so Avant Slot versus Skeletric's coming to uh, a podcast provider or YouTube channel near you soon. We move on. They've got two more of the first round matches to go, uh, creatively named Match 7 and Match 8. Uh, <laughs> and they'll, they'll be coming up soon. So we well, hope you're listening and enjoying, and we'll see you soon. Bye.